0: And then Charlotte's like, darling, beautiful, gorgeous, (laughs) magic. No, I'm not available. I'm going to send my beautiful, my beautiful niece, Sophia (laughs) Tilbury, Magic, glowing, perfect, mesmerizing eyes.
1: Kirby J. Kirby J. Kirby Versace Johnson. (laughs) Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Angeles. Angeles. On today's
0: episode, we're talking about Nails Inc.'s latest collab with Velveeta, Fashion Nova's entry into beauty, Guide Beauty's latest partnership with Selma Blair, and Millie Bobby Brown's
1: incredible wig work on Stranger Things. Plus, I am talking about my new favorite complexion product you have been seeing. All over TikTok. It is so good. I honestly can't stop staring at my skin. Welcome, Glam Jolino. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> yes. That's cute.
0: The Bride War Pillow Talk. The Bride War Pillow Talk, Sarah. Do you know who I'm talking about?
1: Yes, yes. I don't know if I'm surprised or not that Britney Spears wore Charlotte Tilbury for her wedding. But I guess I'm not surprised.
0: I'm not surprised. It makes me feel like Charlotte was in touch with Donatella, who designed her gown. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where the
1: connection came from. I was more surprised by this, like lineup of guests. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because
0: I was on my friend Troy's podcast on Friday. It's called Dunzo. We were doing like a whole review of Miley Cyrus's bangers album, but we recorded it on Thursday. And that's when her wedding was. And we had just started to see like, who was gonna be invited and show up. And yeah, I was like, this is like, what actually makes my wheels turn? Because I'm thinking in my head, when was the last time Britney spoke to Maria Menounos? When was the last time she conversed with Selena Gomez? Like, she talked about Kate Hudson on her Instagram. She talked about Drew Barrymore on her Instagram. She talked about, like, Rare Beauty and Selena on her Instagram. I'm like, did she just reach out to people? Like, did she actually have relationships? Like, Madonna, obviously.
1: Yeah, Madonna, Paris. Paris, totally Paris. Sure. Paris has always supported her. They were like, who do you want to invite to your wedding? And she's like, oh, actually, let me just scroll through my Instagram who I have recently shouted out or like people that I'm currently loving. And like, who's going to say no to going to Britney's wedding? Well, also like Ansel Elgort was there. And I'm like, what's the connection to that? Like, I have a thousand questions
0: because it was at her house in Thousand Oaks. Okay, so that's where the ex-husband showed up. Yes, Jason Alexander, go fuck yourself. Like, he had a knife on him. I hope this man is locked up in jail for many years. A knife? If y'all don't know, Jason Alexander, the man she married for 55 hours in Vegas. By the way, irrelevant. Who are you? I literally didn't know. I did not know who this man was. He broke into Britney's house before the wedding and was like live streaming. And security was like, get out. Also, how are you at the point, security, where you're not like watching every entrance like a fucking hawk? Like, How did he even get in the house is my question. How did he find out it was there? People are wild. This is the Britney Spears effect. This is why this woman will never have a normal life. I love her so much. She looked gorgeous and happy. Oh, her makeup looked great. So Sophia Tilbury did her makeup. I'm actually wondering why Charlotte didn't. Because Charlotte, I guess, designed, quote unquote, the makeup. But then Sophia executed it. And I'm like, was there a conflict for Charlotte that she couldn't get over here? Like,
1: why was she
0: not available?
1: Yeah, no, totally. I feel like Charlotte just like... Isn't doing makeup anymore? Yeah, I don't think she is. Like All the Met Gala people, did she actually do that or did Sophia
0: do that? I think she did the Bridgerton girl. Okay. I think she actually did do them, if I'm
1: not mistaken. Or maybe she was like there overseeing and then someone else did it. I honestly just, I feel like she doesn't do it anymore. But if you were asked to do Britney Spears' makeup for her wedding, wouldn't you do it? You would do it.
0: What if it was like a last, like, I'm just envisioning, obviously nobody can like call in and tell us this, but like, I'm just envisioning like Britney called like Charlotte Tilbury on Monday. It was like. Hey Char, can you do my makeup? That's not what she sounds like, y'all, but I'm I'm Southern, so I'm not allowed to fake the accent. And then Charlotte's like, darling, beautiful, gorgeous, <laughs> yeah. magic. No, I'm not available. I'm gonna send my beautiful, <laughs> my beautiful niece. Sophia <laughs> Tilbury, magic glowing, perfect, mesmerizing eyes, beautiful bold. That's like literally like how that conversation went.
1: That was so good, Kirby. Also, like, maybe she just, like, DM'd her. I just, I have so many questions.
0: I need to know the interworkings of this situation. Who did her hair? Okay, y'all, I know this is a point of contention for a lot of people. I have gotten, like, 800 DMs going, but the hair. Who did the hair? I need everyone to just get something very, very straight. We cannot be policing Britney Spears' hair anymore. The story that I wrote for Lore that never went live, which I'm like so bummed about. It was before her conservatorship ended. Remember, I worked on the story for like months. Why didn't it go live? I think it was just like too tricky. It was about like how her short hair made people think she was crazy when she shaved it. And like that whole narrative is just so fucked up and like the meaning behind the haircut and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But like Britney shaved her head because she was tired of people touching her.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's why like Justin Anderson has like been vocal. Like I love Britney. I will never do her hair because she won't sit in my chair long enough for me to probably like get it to where it needs to be. Yeah. And I just know from talking to people in the industry, like that is very, very true. Like she does not want to sit in a chair for a very long amount of time. She's sick and tired of people tugging and pulling at her.
1: Definitely. But like, can we just talk about if Britney met Justin, they would be She'd be assessed and he'd like do her hair. Well, he did Jamie Lynn's hair at one point,
0: you know, so I was thinking like maybe it was going to
1: happen. Oh, okay. So maybe
0: not. I don't know. Like, I don't know the relationship between Brittany, Jamie Lynn and Justin Anderson. <laughs> All right. Wait, question. The sons were not at the wedding. Okay, another point of concern. Why weren't Tater Tot and Small Fry not there? They're like grown men now, but that's like what they were referred to, remember? Remember, and I'm not saying that in a derogatory sense, y'all. This is just like when you think of early aughts Britney when she was pregnant with like Jaden and Sean, you think of Perez Hilton, then you think of him like calling them Tater Tot and Small Fry. So they're grown men. They're so handsome. One looks just like Kevin. One looks just like Britney. TMZ teased this whole thing about like, you know, The reason why they're not attending, like, on our site. There was no reason given. They were just like, we support our mom and, like, wish her the best. And I'm like, I don't know. I want to know more. Like, if you're getting married again and this is, like, a huge moment for you, surely you want your children there. Totally. So why? I need
1: so many answers. And it couldn't have been that last minute because Madonna, Selena, Paris, even... Drew, obviously, Maria Menounos. They're all busy. They're all busy and
0: they all made it happen. There was an event planner. There was like a floral
1: designer. Interesting that she got married at her house. But maybe she just feels safe.
0: Yes. She says she hates the house, but like she feels safe there, clearly. And, you know, Donatella designed the Versace gown along with three other dresses for her throughout the night. And... When you get a custom-made gown from someone like Donatella Versace, 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 that takes time, right? So this has been in the works. It's been, you know, you're rich when you're getting married on a Thursday, right? You're like, fuck it. You don't have to take time
1: off from work, bitches. On a Thursday at your house when your house is like big enough to be a venue. God, I wish I could have been at that wedding. So if Vogue got the exclusive, do you think they were invited?
0: Yes, maybe a Vogue writer was there. Maybe like getting ready. I was reading it on their website. By the way, when did Vogue become subscription? I don't know. I read the story and it was like, subscribe now. And so I was able to read the whole story. And then I went back again to look at another story. And they were like, your number of sto- stories is up for the month. Like, subscribe.
1: Damn, how much is it? Like five bucks a month or something?
0: I don't know. But I was like, when did this start? Anyways, The Bride War, All Charlotte Tilbury, including Pillow Talk, we absolutely love to see it. I don't think this was from her own accord, okay? Can you do a TikTok of, like, the look? The breakdown of, like, the 800 products that were used? Yeah, like, recreate? I think you should. Hi, y'all. It's Carvey Johnson. (laughs) Report and laugh. But there was some tea spilled in this beauty breakdown that apparently there's a new product being launched called Glow Toner. And it's not out yet. It said soon to be launched, but they used it on Britney. And the last thing I'll say about Britney Spears' wedding makeup is that there was a customized pillow talk eyeshadow palette that had Mrs. Asgari on it. So cute. The pillow talk lipsticks, one said, I think bridal Britney. And the other said Mrs. Asgari. Like there was the magic cream that said magic Brittany, you know? Super cute. Anyways, we are happy for Britt. She's finally married. I mean, she's been dating this man since 2017. So, like, this is not like a flash in the pan. It's been a minute. And he's been with her through some really tough times. Can you imagine being the significant other of this woman who was in that conservatorship for that long and being like, how do we get you out? No, he's also a very handsome man. Oh, so hot. I was wondering about, like, the family aspect. I'm like, okay, her kids are not there. Her parents are not there. Her sister's not there. She walked by herself. She walked herself down the aisle, which I feel like was that's a statement for sure. And I was like hoping for Madonna. No, just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> and then they kiss at the end. But Sam's sisters were there and they all were wearing like these blush like silk gowns and they looked gorgeous. So clearly, like his family was very much there. I think this is his first wedding. He's 28.
1: So Oh, that's right. Oh my god, I forgot he's like, yeah. Is there a prenup sitch?
0: Oh yes. You know, there's no way that woman is getting married without a prenup these days. And I heard there was some back and forth on it. But listen, we love a negotiator. So,
1: yeah. Well, congratulations. And we'll link to your story. Okay. I've heard about this product so much the past five weeks.
0: I'm kind of like, I want it to die. I know. But I need to know your thoughts. I know. What's on your
1: face, Sarah Jessica Tan Christensen? I was like, I should just keep this short and sweet because we already touched on the product. But when we did, I did not have the sample yet. And so I wasn't sure what my thoughts were. Got the sample of the Jones Road Beauty, What the Foundation. And as suspected, I am a big fan. Because by the way that Bobby Brown described it, being good for people who have like dry skin, who want light coverage. I was like, oh, yes, this is... Extremely my shit. So, a few things though. I have some notes. I have some notes. It's $44. First note, it comes in this little jar, right? It's really, really messy, unfortunately. I was talking to Megan Decker on my team because she really likes it too. Actually, we all tried it and we all really liked it. And even Amanda Mitchell's mother, who is, I believe, in her 60s, wore it and really, really loved it. Again, if you have like, Dry skin. This is good for people who one want light coverage. Two, if you like the way that your skin looks, because this is not going to cover up like blemishes. Like it will cover up some redness, but it's like your skin but better. Like that's the definition of this product. It's going to make your skin Kay. shine through. But if you have drier skin, if you're, I think it's like mature skin. This is good for you know the older women who like just want like a light coverage. It's a moisture bomb meets foundation and it's just kind of messy. It's almost like clay-like and there's like an oil residue. So you really have to mix it together, okay? So if you can get past the messiness of it all and just rub it into your skin, it's like a really beautiful finish. Like it feels like skincare, it feels like a moisturizer, but it finishes like a skin tint. Like it does give you like a luminous finish, but you don't feel oily. I was expecting to feel oily because of this texture and formulation, but actually because it's like skincare, it absorbs into your skin and then it just kind of sits. It has like a really nice glow to it. It does. And so I'm shade beige and I think I could probably be, you know, shade beige and also medium. Like you could be pretty flexible because it's a light coverage, but you would just massage it into your skin with your fingers not a giant dollop like Meredith Buxbury and just apply it to your skin like skincare. And then it blends like really seamlessly into your skin for just like that natural, like tinted moisturizer look. I absolutely love it. It's been like what I've been wearing every day. So for people who
0: don't need heavy coverage that have dry skin, like this is the jam.
1: Yes. And I wrote in the my review for Refinery, I was like, you have to like the way your skin looks. Like this is a skin enhancer. I wouldn't even call it a foundation. And so Amanda Mitchell interviewed Bobby Brown about it. And she was like, this is not for everyone. And Jones Road, nothing in Jones Road is for everybody. She said, if you're someone that likes really full coverage, really dry matte makeup, then Jones Road isn't the brand for you this is for someone that doesn't want to look like they're wearing foundation. And it's like, she's just like completely honest. And I totally agree with that. I think Kirby, you would like this for like day to day. Like, I hate saying this, but everyone, you know, we're still in Zoom world. Great for a Zoom. Great for like running errands where you want to look like, you know, a little bit more glowy and put together. I honestly still have been wearing this like I was wearing it to like events, not anything, like not a party, but you know, like meetings and stuff. I wore it when I was in Iceland. It's not going to last you all day, you know? Okay. Megan Decker said it reminded her a lot of the Iris and Romeo best skin days a lot. Okay. I like that product a lot, but there's sunscreen in that product. Yes. So for me... I don't know if I just like didn't get the right shade, but I didn't like that product and I much prefer this one. Yes, this does not have sunscreen in it. So, yeah, I've been wearing my routine is the summer Fridays and then I wear this on top.
0: Right. So, I feel like the difference between Best Skin Days and this is that it's easier to shade match with this because of the inclusion of the sunscreen. I think it makes uh, best skin days less forgiving.
1: Mm, Yes. Okay. So that was probably it for me.
0: Have you ever tried the Farsali jelly beam highlighter? Remember that? Yes. Yes. Is the consistency similar? Because when
1: I saw you pick it up and like move it, that's what that looks like to me. And you can see like the oil separating from the rest of it. So you really have to mix it together. I'm hoping that they come out with like another sort of packaging for this. But I know that it wouldn't work in like a pump. I don't know. Because like, you have, to, be able you have mix. to mix. But like, maybe, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Bobby obviously is a genius. So she knows better than anyone. Maybe this is really the best vehicle for it. But it's just a little messy, not easy to travel with. I will still use it because I really, really like it.
0: All right, let's kick off beauty news with a declaration. The brands have lost it. I'm putting my foot down. Enough is enough. I think people have lost it. I think they've lost it in terms of collaborations and in terms of licensing. And I also have to say, I think people that buy beauty are over it. It's tired, it's boring, and it's getting gimmicky at this point. I am literally begging brands to stop with these hokey ass collaborations. I'm sorry to be blunt, but like literally one of my favorite writers, Cheryl Wishover, who reported on all of the Brandon Truax ordinary drama back in the day was like, this is why I've quit writing about beauty. And it was like one of these collaborations. Okay, so let's get into it, Sarah. You were clearly pitched Velveeta and
1: Nails Inc. Pinkies Out Polish Collection. Oh, yes, I was. And I I will say that Lexi White is going to be trying it for social because this is obviously a social play. However, you said that beauty lovers are like, you know, stop. But apparently this sold out.
0: I think people buy these products for the packaging, Almost like as commemorative products. maybe as like a
1: gag gift or something.
0: A gag gift. I also think that they get into it because everybody wants to be a content creator. So like you said, this is a play for social. If Nails Inc. was at Sephora, okay, nobody's going to Sephora from Nails Inc. and going, we have a brilliant innovation. Velveeta smelling Nail polish. I literally emailed the publicist that messaged me about this. And I said, I just want to confirm this isn't a prank of some sort before I talk about it. And to their credit, they said, It's not. It's very much real. And the products are actually great. And I'm like, Yeah, but Nails Inc. could easily make a product that is yellow and red
1: without it being. Velveeta creamy like what? I know I also think like this morning we got that pitch for Arby's and Old Spice and there was there's the Chipotle collaboration that who was it with Colourpop no uh no what was
0: the Chipotle
1: yeah and and my thing is it's like Are we not having this conversation around like how much waste the beauty industry is contributing to the world and like how everyone is trying to be sustainable and how we're doing the refillable packaging and, you know, aluminum, everything. But then like, we're just like every day there's this new wasteful, just absolutely frivolous launch that we do
0: not need. So... If you go to Nails Inc. website, it says vegan, cruelty-free polish powered by natural goodness. 21 free. Shop our cleanest polishes. No nasty ingredients here. Yeah, just excessive waste for things that we don't need that like, this is not innovation. I'm sorry. Cheese smelling nail
1: polish is not innovation. Also, Nails Inc., they make great products. I love their products, actually. I use them all the time. Maybe this is them thinking, you know, it helps you know, make them relevant right now, break through all the noise of all the different nail polish brands. But this is not not for longevity of a brand, right? Like this is just for like, a, like you said, a flash in the pan. Like, let's talk about this for a week and then be over it.
0: They already have a, a red that's called Paddington Peace Out Quick-Drying Nail Polish. It dries in 45 seconds. It is a tomato red. It looks Velveeta. <laughs> legitimately like this Velveeta color. And to me, it's just like, this is where social media has gone wrong because people are so, now brands are so desperate for social media coverage. They're coming up with some honestly, completely batshit collaborations. <laughs> so you guys know that I am a diehard Vacation Inc fan.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. And they are launching a new sunscreen and it's called classic whip and it is a sunscreen mousse. So like one thing about aerosol sunscreens is like when people spray on aerosol sunscreens, they don't actually apply as much as they really need to, and they don't rub it in. So I love my vacation ink cream sunscreen, the original that they launched, like go through bottles. I'm obsessed. And now they're at Ulta, by the way. Well, they're launching the Classic Whip, SPF 30. It literally looks like Ready Whip. It's a smaller can, but it looks like Ready Whip. And I was speaking with the founder, Dakota, and he was telling me like they worked literally with Ready Whip to understand the innovation of how they create this really like perfect mound of whipped cream and how they could take that technology, put it in their product so that it gave you the right amount of sunscreen and like enough coverage that was effective, right? And you're forced to rub it in. I'm putting it on my arms right now if y'all can't hear that. It smells delightful. It smells just like the original and it feels so good. I enjoy putting on this sunscreen, which is rule number one, okay? Right, and you can have fun too. Exactly. Like, when I got this and he first told me about it, I'm like, oh, I'm making a TikTok about this. But not just because it's fun, but because it actually, there's a benefit yes. to why they partner. They didn't even partner with Ready. It's not like Vacation Inc. and Ready Whip. It's just, this is our moose sunscreen. And we use certain technology from food in order to get it to this consistency, et cetera. So it can be done, fam. Mm-hmm. It can. You mentioned Chipotle. What is the Arby's thing?
1: It's actually just, a, I think, a collaboration in that like Old Spice can provide you with the protection you need if you have meat sweats from eating. (laughs) And I feel bad because I like posted it on my Instagram and I feel bad for the publicist because obviously this is their job and they have to, you know, write these pitches. Okay. Old Spice Sweat Defense Dry Spray is exactly what your pits need to overcome the horrible meat sweats with ridiculously long-lasting sweat and odor protection. With Old Spice, you can enjoy Arby's half-pound roast beef sandwich, no sweat. So in this (laughs) exclusive kit, you get the Old Spice Sweat Defense Dry Spray and an Old Spice for Arby's roast beef sweatsuit. That's insane. I love Arby's, by the way. I fucking love a roast beef sandwich. Get it in my mouth. I've never had Arby's before.
0: (gasps) Oh, you and I (laughs) going to Arby's, we're going to be getting in on some roast beef. I
1: just don't think that anyone wants cheese smelling nail polish. No. Like maybe I want to look like a glazed donut. And that's why I'm going to try the Dunkin Donut highlighter from Elf Cosmetics. But who in their right mind wants their nails to smell like well to cheese? We've said this
0: before. When these licensing deals happen, people only buy it for the packaging. They're not buying it for the innovation there, right? Like sure, there's some innovation with Nails Inc, having cheese smelling polish, okay? Like I've never heard of that before. But like with this Chipotle collab and with like Dunkin' Donuts and all of those things, they're just repurposing stuff they already have and putting it in different packaging, right? which adds to waste, like, which is our whole point. And I think people are getting tired of it. Like I love ColourPop. I think they make great affordable products, but like their consistency with licensing deals every month doing like Disney and Star Wars and this and that and the other thing, like, do people really care? I guess so. Cause they're, they keep doing it. They must profit off of it. But I just think it's getting really, really tired. And I think that if consumers are going to be on brands about being good to the planet, then they need to like stop
1: buying these things. <laughs> yeah, it's just super hypocritical. Yeah, let's focus our energy elsewhere.
0: Are we out of touch, y'all? Or am, I, am I out of touch? I'm just over it. I'm so over it.
1: Yeah. Are we like being, you know, grumpy old beauty women? Because like. I think that people are allowed to make things, you know.
0: I don't want to police anybody from making something, right? But I also want to be like, don't say your brand is like clean I know. and then <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Clean should mean be all-encompassing of like, you know, not
1: polluting our landfills <laughs> and stuff. Or I don't know, like have a charitable aspect do it or something you know what i mean yeah yes yes so there's a canadian beauty brand called cheekbone beauty and they made these like lip glosses that are not available anywhere and they were made with the like contaminated water in indigenous canadian communities and they named it like luscious lead eco kiss and the whole point of it was that you can't buy it but they wanted to bring attention to what was happening and sephora canada is donating proceeds of any of the real products from cheekbone beauty to water first ngo which helps with the indigenous communities in canada to help their local water issues and like the lip glosses are like like it's cute but then they have the weird names i don't know obviously completely different but this is like okay. I guess they didn't actually make it, so it doesn't really. It's completely different. But let's focus more on campaigns like this. Yeah, that like raise awareness for something. We can't buy cheekbone in Sephora, United States, which is why um, I wish we could talk about it more. But I'm sure there's different ways we can all support if if we want to. Yeah, we have our Canadian listeners too. Well, there you go.
0: Slash end rant. Slash start of new rant.
1: Okay, let's get into this one. Okay, so. Everyone, everyone just wants a piece of the beauty pie, including all the fast fashion brands. The latest one is Fashion Nova. So beginning June 14th, they are launching Nova Beauty and it is their entry into makeup. So, okay, I'm reading, it says here, the Nova Beauty Lip Collection, top of the line makeup should be empowering and available to everyone. That's why we created a collection of lip products that not only look good, but feel good too. So they've got Perfect Pout Lipstick, the two-in-one Snatch Lip Liner, Moisturizing Rich Glow Lip Gloss. All products are $12 or less. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I feel
0: like more brands need to hear this. No. I understand why Fashion Nova is doing it. I don't know why I'll keep supporting places like Shane and Fashion Nova in general. Is it pronounced
1: Shane? I say Shane. What is it? Sheen? Sheen? I say Sheen, but I didn't know that. To Kirby's point, they also have a beauty called She Glam. Yes.
0: You will never catch me supporting anything from Sheen. I'll tell you that much because those people are wiling out over there. Fashion Nova maybe it's not as bad. It's like affordable stuff and I don't want to knock anybody that buys there, but I don't know. I guess like my thoughts about Fashion Nova as a beauty brand are indifferent. I, I always get Fashion Nova and Sheehan, however you say it, mixed up too, because I'm so anti. They're equally guilty. Yeah. Like Shein has appropriated so many things. I've seen like Fashion Nova steal designs from like independent designers and stuff like that. And I just I know that's like a, I guess, par for the course in the fashion industry, but I hate it. And I just have a really hard time supporting brands like that. Like, by the way, when was the last
1: time you heard about Zara Beauty? Oh, I know. That was like, they were like, let's just try this out.
0: (laughs) They paid like 800 makeup artists to post on the day of launch. And then I've literally never heard a peep about that brand ever again. You know what I mean? It's like,
1: I don't think consumers want brands from their retailers. Zara, aren't you doing well enough? Like everyone is still going to Zara. You're doing great. You're doing really, really great you don't need to get into the beauty game. Uh, My samples, by the way, some of them are like falling apart. Are we not all talking about the sustainability conversation? Tell me why
0: are we doing this to our planet every day?
1: It's not like Kirby and I are, you know, only supporting brands that are quote unquote sustainable or we're, you know, this is not a Clean, green, natural beauty podcast, of course, like, you know that we are calling it ha- like it is like we just don't need it. We don't need any more of this.
0: And I'm going to be honest. I feel like our listeners are probably going, yeah, I do not need Velveeta smelling nail polish. I do not need Fashion Nova beauty brand. The only retailer that has ever created a beauty brand that I think like legitimately kills it is Sephora collection. But that makes sense. Like that makes sense. Sephora Collection totally makes sense and like they make good shit. First of all, whenever you need something new, go to the Sephora Collection gondola. But also like if you're ever, if you ever forget a product or need a new product and there's a Sephora near you, go pick up stuff from Sephora Collection. I picked up a concealer, an amazing mascara. Hold on. Let me find this baby. Where is it? It's called Lash Craft. Length and volume. People were like,
1: what the hell's on your lashes? Big fan. Anyways. I'm trying to think like if there are any others that I think are good. I do like, um, I do like aloe, aloe beauty stuff. I will say that like legitimately, I really like their body products, but that's like maybe the only one I think of. If there's a retailer that makes a brand that you're like
0: hyped up on, call the hotline. And by the way, we're getting so many more texts and calls to the
1: hotline. Don't forget. We want to hear from you. Four two four three four one oh four two six. I'm gonna write a jingle. I'm gonna write a jingle. No, please do,
0: please do, because <laughs> I can't remember this damn hotline number. I was also gonna say, when you call the hotline, if we ask you to call in, like, don't call in and be like, "Hey, I can help you with this." Like, call in and tell us what you want to tell us, because we want to be able to play your voicemails, right? Like, we don't have access to call you back from the hotline. We can text you. But like write in
1: what you want to share with the world so that we can potentially play it. Okay, let's get into some beauty news that makes us happy. And that's like necessary. More of this, more of this kind of beauty news, Kirby.
0: Yes. Okay. so if you guys have not heard of Guide Beauty, I implore you to look them up. It is a brand created by Terry Bryant. She's a makeup artist and she was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 20. No, I don't know when that was, but she was diagnosed with Parkinson's. It completely derailed her life. You know, her whole, her art comes from using her hands and she had issues holding makeup brushes and applying makeup to other people. And then she was learning like, Oh, I'm actually having trouble applying makeup to myself. So she launched guide beauty. Their products are true innovation. Okay. So it's actually a baby brand. It was founded in 2020. They make these amazing, amazing tools to help you apply your makeup. All of the brushes that they have are tools they have, have this thing that they call the guide ring. So you can place it in between, you know, whatever finger you feel most comfortable with. And it allows you to have not only precision, but dictate how hard you want to press, how light of a touch you have.
1: Yes, it helps like stabilize. The brush, they make a really incredible like winged liner applicator. Okay, this winged liner applicator has completely changed my life. Like I didn't think it
0: was for me. They're calling this as not an accessibility brand as they told Allure, but it's more like a universal design. So like any type of person experiencing any type of
1: disability or not, right? Like any person. Or if you just literally have a really hard time applying winged liner, this guide tool could probably help you 100 so you can buy this duo that comes with a tool and then a pot
0: of eyeliner you can get brown or black the guide wand they say it has this soft and flexible silicone tip so sometimes with winged liner applicators they look like a, a actual wing and you're supposed to like stamp it right this is a total game changer i, I wanted to, to do this for wife but i'm just gonna sing his praises right now because it's that silicone tip You can glide it on like a brush where a brush may like get messy and not be as precise. You don't have to worry about literally like poking your eye out with it because it's so soft. I was just going to say, I love how soft it is. And I get all up in there, like with my tight lining, I have my eyelids are like a hybrid between like a mono and a a hood. So I have like a little flap of skin that I kind of have to get under To apply my eyeliner and then I have to go on top. And this makes it so, so simple. I truly have not used anything Mm -hmm. better and gives you more control. So Guide, the news is is that Guide partnered with Selma Blair, who y'all know, like incredible actress, uh, legally blonde, cruel intentions. She is now the chief creative officer of guide beauty. And in 2018, Blair was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and she said that she, you know, was learning so much about her new lifestyle and she realized she had trouble applying makeup and she connected with Terry and now she's working with the brand. They're launching new products. So there's an eyeshadow palette, which includes six shades. She calls them, quote unquote, all season shades that are housed in this like really easy to open compact, which is paper. And I was on a Zoom with both Terry and, and Selma when they were talking about this and they wanted paper packaging, like heavy paper packaging, because they didn't want to risk like you dropping it and cracking the, uh, the outer packaging. Like everything that they create has a purpose like there's like a lip to easy open a palette or like to easy, easily open, you know, the tools that they make. The shadows are not going to be super pigmented when you put them on the eye, because someone was saying like, I need something that's really yeah, forgiving and buildable so I can build. Yes. And I personally love that because I also sometimes when things are too pigmented, I'm like, wait, this is too much for me. I, I don't want that on my face. So there's the eyeshadow palette. And then they're launching a brush set that you can get. So you, it'll come with like the eyeliner guide uh, and then a variety of like eyeshadow brushes and things like that, all with the guide ring to make it super easy. I
1: love the brush, the brushes. They're so good.
0: Yes, they're so good. It, it's high quality stuff. Everything, like everything's ergonomic. Mm-hmm. Like even the eyeliners, the pots, like the lid is a triangle that it's easy to grasp everything just has a reason. And for me, like, this is innovation. This is, this is addressing a a solution to a need. I love that, you know, this could easily have just gone into like, you know, these products are just for people that, you know, have disabilities. No, it's like, these products are legitimately good. That everyone can use it. Yeah. Every single person. So I, I just think that what Terry is doing over at Guide Beauty is incredible. And I'm so excited. Um, you know, Selma looked stunning and was so funny and you know, just had the best personality, and I would love to have her on the podcast.
1: Oh my god, yes. Also, like what a great ambassador! Like this all makes sense. It's cohesive, coming together,
0: coming together. Love that. Love that. Mm -hmm. So much singing this episode. Okay, I just wanted to touch on something really quickly. I wrote a story for Allure about the wigs in Stranger Things. If you guys did not know, Sarah Hensgel, who is the hair department head since season one of Stranger Things, like the fact that she did all of these wigs and the fact that she did this wig for Millie Bobby Brown still blows my mind. So I was, Sarah, you are not finished yet.
1: No, we're on like episode four or five or whatever. I was like, I don't want to watch all of your videos because I'm scared of spoiler alerts. But I've I've gotten to the point where she had to cut her hair.
0: Okay. So in season four, I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone. She has to go back to her buzz cut. And I remember when I was watching, I'm going, damn, they had her cut her hair again. But then I'm also thinking in my head, like I've seen Millie Bobby Brown on red carpet. So has she been wearing wigs? Like, what's the deal? or extensions. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking into it and I go to Sarah, I find Sarah, I go to her Instagram and I'm learning like, oh shit, this isn't a haircut. This is a wig. And y'all, if you haven't don't know anything about a wig, it is so hard to get a wig that looks real because you have to match the hairline and you have to be able to hide the hair in a way that doesn't bulk up your skull Right. Well, especially because Millie Bobby Brown has really long hair. She has long hair. And so I'm like, OK, I'm going to interview her. And and I was like Googling it. And it was like one of the top searches for when the show came out. OK, so people wanted to know, like, what's going on? Where is this content on Tadum? R.I.P. Truly. It's wild. Anyways. Sarah said that like she went back and forth for months like she was studying Millie's hairline in season one she was like trying to get it perfect like figuring this you know stuff out Millie's also a working actress so like she I mean I guess she could have shaved her head and worn wigs for other projects but like I think it's it makes more sense to try to do a wig for this and then have her natural hair for other projects everyone like on TikTok was like Uh, where was this option, you know, in season one? I'm like, she was a nobody in season one and she was 11. They were literally going to make her shave her head. Like there was no other option there. And the script calls for a short cropped haircut. So like all of the other patients in this season that have the short hair, their hair was shaved down. The girl that plays Millie. So there are flashbacks to season one and people are like, is this CGI? Did she film this when she was like, Eleven. She did not. That would have been some major planning if they were able to do that. But what happened was, is they did CGI where they used a little girl named Marty Blair. They they shaved off her hair and she acted on set as baby eleven, essentially. And Millie Bobby Brown directed her, and then Millie would make facial expressions, uh, you know, for each scene, and then Millie's facial expressions were superimposed on Marty's body
1: wild it's wild wild wild
0: it's crazy so they figured out this wig and y'all i mean like so so many little people on tiktok are like i knew immediately it was a wig i'm like okay i'm glad
1: i'm like literally experts didn't know this was a wig okay so like fine but like you're crazy you're like make me a powerpoint presentation on all the reasons how you knew that that was a wig
0: and the thing i'm learning about tiktok is like everyone wants to be right about everything and They want to call out when you're wrong about something. And I'm like, okay, I didn't get something perfectly right. But like, that's not even the point of this video. Take many seats. Long story short, y'all, the way that she got this hair, her actual hair to lay on Millie's head and then put this wig on awards. Was it like a million caps? Because I was like, did you braid the hair? She's like, no, it would add bulk to Millie's head. So we couldn't do it. So they basically wet her hair. Okay, they gelled it. They wrapped it around her head and pinned it with like, you know, flat clips. And then they set this hair wrap on it for 20 minutes so it would stay in place. And then they put the wig on top of that. The wig is so thin. It is like, yeah, it has to be like skin like a spider web. Yes. It's so, so thin and delicate. And they had three of them for her. But I mean, doing that in 30 minutes. Also, she was 17 still when they filmed. So she didn't have a ton of time because as a child actor, you're not allowed to act as long as like an adult is you have these you know child labor laws so she couldn't be in hair and makeup for like hours like i think got their her hair and makeup down to like one hour and then went and filmed with her and y'all i mean i hope that they win
1: an award i mean all all of the wigs everyone's look on the show is amazing also can, can we just talk about like everyone's growth spurts too Oh, my God. It like made me emo seeing like baby Millie Bobby Brown in this because you're just like, oh,
0: she was so little. Yeah. It doesn't even seem that long ago. And now she's 18 years old. Like when she started filming, she was 11. Like Will, Lucas, they're all they're all huge. Will. Oh, and Will has like this terrible bowl cut this season. And everyone's like, this is painful. And Sarah was like, no, it's supposed to be because he's trying to figure out who he is, which like, it's why everyone thinks that Will's gay. Yeah. he think, They think he's like going to yeah. come out as gay this season. So don't tell me. Well, I'm not going to tell you, but like, that's the speculation that he's gay. That's the vibe I'm getting, but we don't know, right? Like there's two more episodes coming in July. So we don't know. Oh, I thought it was all out. God, I got to get it. That's what Patrick and I thought. And when it ended, we were like, is that the end Till season yeah. five? Like, what the hell? And then we were like, oh, no, there's two more episodes July 1st.
1: Oh, interesting. Yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. 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 Great reporting. Kirby Johnson. Kirby J. Kirby J. Kirby Versace Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview.
0: Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, Be sure to follow us at Gloss
1: Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms.
0: Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson, and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST Network and licensed by Vice Media Group.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby.